NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move made around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trina here with you, and happy Friday, everybody. We made it through another week. It is Friday, the 21st of May, and uh, next week, the New York Giants will kick off phase three of their offseason program, which means there will be OTAs. And then that will lead into the mandatory minicamp, which is coming up in the second week of June. Uh, Still waiting on the final schedule from the Giants, but it does look like uh, the media will have some sort of access on the 27th of May. So waiting on the exact details as to what that's going to entail and what they might be doing. But just something to pencil into your calendar if you're interested in that sort of thing. Obviously, if they allow for media access, that's something I'll want to check out and obviously bring you some reports on what we see from the the uh, OTAs. Anyway, on today's show, what I'm going to do is uh, I want to talk a little bit about the starting lineup projections as put forth by Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus, after the draft, went and did a whole big article predicting the uh, starting lineups for all 32 NFL teams. And, you know, I want to take a look at that and talk about that on this show because there's some things I agree with and there's a few things that I disagree with. And um, before I get into what I agree with, what I disagree with, projected starters, when you're talking about an NFL team, it really doesn't matter who starts. I mean, when you're talking about a starter, that's basically who's ever on the field for the first snap. And I've seen instances over the years where, you know, a a player will get the starting assignment and then you might see him play maybe, you know, single-digit percentage of the snaps because the other team adjusts or something happens, somebody gets injured or the game plan is tweaked or whatever. So in pro football, starters is not really, you know, a a good way to measure how good a player is, how bad he is and so on and so forth. But still, you know, you've got to start someplace. And let's take a look at what the Pro Football Focus has for the Giants. And we're going to kick it off this segment with the offense. And you can find all this information, by the way, on Pro Football Focus' site, pff.com. All right, so for the receivers, Pro Football Focus has Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay as the outside receivers and Kadarius Toney as the slot receiver. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that lineup. And the reason for that is, is I think Sterling Shepard 
we're going to probably see him more inside in the slot. Now, I know Kadarius Tony, that's the position he, he played a lot of in college at the University of Florida. So I'm not saying you're not going to see him in that spot. But Sterling Shepard, one of the things Sterling Shepard does really well, and I don't think he did it as well when he was playing on the outside where he saw a little bit more man-to-man or that press coverage. He doesn't fare as well against press coverage. Sterling Shepard is at his best when you can have him uh, go up against a zone type of coverage and have him find the soft spots in the zone. And I, I think you see more of that with him. And it just, to me, it would seem to be a waste to, to you know, not have him run some more slot snaps. Now, the last couple of years with Golden Tate on the roster, Shepard has been outside more as opposed to in the slot. Now, you know, I can see where pro football focus is coming from. They're, the Giants just invested a first-round draft pick in Kadarius Tony, and the slot position was his uh, primary position in college. But I just think it would be a waste to have Sterling Shepard on the outside. I mean, I would almost rather see Darius Slayton on the outside lining up opposite of Kenny Galladay. But uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Of course, we'll see what happens as as the Giants get through the spring and into the summer training camp. That's when we'll have a better idea as to how they're going to deploy all these receivers. But I just, you know, to to list Sterling Shepard as an outside receiver, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I would put him there, to be honest with you. But that's, you know my early impression on that so all right let's talk about the offensive line because this is another one which I just don't know how this is going to play out so for the starting offensive line pro football focus has from left to right Andrew Thomas Will Hernandez Nick Gates Shane Lemieux and Nate Solder I don't agree with that all right um I think Andrew Thomas is going to be a lock at left tackle, I think Nick Gates will be a lock at center. I am not convinced that Shane Lemieux will be the starting right guard. I think what will happen there is you will see Hernandez and Lemieux com- compete for the left guard spot. Now, both of those guys are career left guards. That doesn't mean they haven't been working, um, taking snaps and trying to train themselves for the playing on the right side, but that's going to take some time and you just can't simulate the speed of a game through drills and, and practice reps. You have to do it against live competition. So I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong because I'm not really wild about this whole move here, but I'm just wondering if Zach Fulton might begin the season as the starting right guard at least until, you know, one of Hernandez and Lemieux is up to speed at that position. The other thing I wonder is, you know, Hernandez, you know, he's an interesting case here. You know, a lot of people are like, what has happened to this guy? And if you go back and you look at Will Hernandez's uh, career in the NFL, his rookie season, he did okay, but he also was coached by Hal Hunter an offensive line coach that we probably want to forget about. You know, it wasn't a very good offensive line coach. Then the following year, um, Nate Solder was banged up and Hernandez was playing next to, um, you know, a center who was relatively inexperienced. Um, 
then you go to last year when he had another inexperienced center next to him and Nick Gates, although Gates turned out to be pretty good. And then he, Hernandez had a rookie in Andrew Thomas next to him at left tackle. You throw in the fact that Hernandez had COVID, and we to this day still don't know how COVID affected him. I, I would be surprised if it didn't affect him in some way, shape, or form. And just really a rocky start to Will Hernandez's uh, NFL tenure. So this is a big make-or-break season for him. I still think he's a good player. I still think he could be functional in this offensive line. The question is, is can he do what they need him to do, which is basically they want their offensive linemen to be athletic. Can they operate outside of a phone booth, you know, get to the second level, pole, you know, do all that stuff that they need their athletic offensive linemen to do. That's where the biggest question mark is, and hopefully that's where Big Will has been working to improve his game. All right, now going back to the right side of the line, they have Nate Solder penciled in as the starting right tackle. I got to believe that the Giants are, they want Matt Parrott to win that job. All right, Matt Parrott, of course, their third-round pick last year. I don't think the Giants are going to want Nate Solder as their right tackle. And it's nothing against Nate Solder, who, you know, he's a solid player, assuming that he's healthy and whatnot. But remember, he he's opted out of last year, so he hasn't played in a long time. Um, and he hasn't played right tackle since really his rookie season. So little bit more of an adjustment for him, I think, than it would be for Matt Parrott. Now, if Parrott struggles, obviously, uh, you plug Solder in there. But I would say at this point, if I were doing these projections, my best bet would be plug in Matt Parrott at right tackle over Nate Solder. And speaking of bets bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on bet online your sportsbook experts all right jay fans so continuing on with a look at pro football focuses projected starters for the new york giants um, they have evan ingram penciled in as a starting tight end i could see that you know for the start of the season even though the giants added kyle rudolph who at this point is probably a little bit better of a red zone threat. You know, Kyle Rudolph will be coming off of the, uh, the foot surgery. And while there is optimism that he will be good to go. And while he himself has said that he doesn't anticipate he will miss any football. It's also worth noting that, um, he didn't specify by not missing any football. Did he mean the start of the season, any practices? I mean, I don't think we will see um, Kyle Rudolph during the OTAs. I don't think we'll see him for the mini camp. I would be surprised if he's ready for either of those. So that counts as football. So unless he's talking about the season, which is what I think he was probably talking about, there's still that little bit of a question mark. But anyway, I just wonder if maybe we'll see 
a double tight end set to start, you know, the games. I mean, the Giants last year ran a lot of 12 personnel. It helps the running game. And look, you know, if they're going to reshuffle that offensive line, especially the right side, why not put two tight ends in there and maybe go with one less receiver? So that would certainly be interesting to see if that's what Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, decides to do. But all right, let's talk about the running back spot. So Saquon Barkley is projected as a starter, and we all know that Saquon Barkley is projected to come back, and hopefully, fingers crossed, his story will be bigger and better than ever before. It'll be a hell of a comeback story, to quote him. But, you know, I I just wonder how much we're going to see from Saquon Barkley, at least in the first few games of the season. I do believe that he'll start, but... I don't know that he'll necessarily take 80% or more of the snaps in the beginning part of the season. Because you got to remember, he was injured last year in the first quarter of the second game of the season. So it will be almost a full year since he last played football. And I know you see all the videos online of him working out and, you know, the agility drills and all the great stuff he's able to do now and the progress he's making. But until you get him on the field, wearing the football equipment, going up against, you know, live competition, you just don't know how far along he's actually going to be. And I I think that's something that the Giants are going to want to bring along slowly because the last thing I think they want is for Saquon Barkley to suffer any kind of setback. And here's the other thing, too. I always go back to what happened with Victor Cruz and how Victor Cruz, when he suffered his knee injury, was in such a hurry to return, which I get it. You know, he's a competitor wanted to come back, didn't want to sit on the sidelines. Same as Saquon. Saquon doesn't want to sit on the sidelines either, wants to be out there. But you can't rush yourself back from an injury. You can't not be honest with yourself and say, okay, you know, maybe there's a little soreness in my knees, so maybe I should back off tomorrow as opposed to trying to double what I did today. And I'd like to think that whoever is monitoring Saquon Barkley as he goes through his rehab is pacing him so that he doesn't overdo it and doesn't push himself to where now all of a sudden he's developing either a change in his gait or he's compensating for something to where that could potentially lead to another problem. And I find it very interesting, by the way, that head coach Joe Judge, every time uh, the topic of Saquon Barkley comes up, there has been no definitive um, target date for Saquon Barkley's return. So in other words, you haven't really heard the Giants say, oh, he'll be ready for training camp, or oh, we think he'll be ready for the start of the season. Judge is kind of, you know, refrained from giving any kind of forecasts. And that's a smart thing because it takes some of the onus off of Saquon to where now he's not finding out, oh, my coach says I should be ready for the start of training camp, so now I have to push myself. So I think that's a smart approach because, as I always say, the body is going to be ready when the body is ready. And Saquon Barkley, I think, will make a a, a full recovery. Um, I'm very curious to see how he comes back and if he has that same explosiveness and bursts that he had pre-injury. It's going to be a big one for him. And, And if he does, the Giants are going to be all that much more better off in 2021 than they were last year 
when they didn't have that versatility that Saquon Barkley brings to the lineup. So that all said, I do think Saquon will be a starter, but I think you're also going to see a lot of Devonta Booker in that um, offense. So you might even see a situation where Barkley and Booker are, are basically splitting the running back reps. And quite frankly, I hope that's what the Giants do, regardless of how Saquon Barkley is. You know, I get it. He's he's a, a talent. He's unique. He's, you know, an elite talent, if, if we're being honest here, you know, pre-injury at any rate. But you can wear out a guy, I think, if you overuse him. And the days of having the workhorse running back pretty much don't exist as much as they do back in the day when, you know, Tiki Barber was the workhorse. So I just think it would behoove the Giants as it would behoove Saquon Barkley to have more of a rotational type of situation. You know, maybe have Devonta Booker do the third down duties and let Saquon do the first and second down, you know, just, just to kind of ease up on the wear and tear. And especially while you're waiting for that offensive line to come together, because the last thing you want is for Saquon to have to really struggle to work and, and, earn the yards that he's going to have to pick up for them. So that's how I see the running back situation playing out for the Giants, at least early on in the season. Now let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, Looking at the defensive side of the ball, they have, uh, we'll start with the, the front seven. So they have, Leonard Williams, Danny Shelton, and Dexter Lawrence as the defensive front. And their edge guys, it looks like they have, um, well, actually, they just have Aziz Ojolari in there. Um, They're not listing, they have a nickelbacker in there instead. Um, I I don't know that I agree with that. I think, you know, I think Ojolari will definitely be one of the starters, but... I have to think Lorenzo Carter, who was really starting to, to come on strong before his Achilles injury, I think he's going to be in there and a lot more and maybe even as a starter. But of course, it all depends on how quickly he has bounced back from his ruptured Achilles tendon. That's a tough one for a player to come back from. And it's one that could take a little bit before a guy fully regains his speed and quickness. But um, I, I think you got to include Lorenzo Carter when you're talking about starters for the Giants defense. Um, Carter is in a contract year. This is the last year of his rookie deal coming up. And I just think this is a guy that can give them a lot. You know, I think over on the other side with Ojulari, I, I definitely see him taking snaps away from O'Shane Zimenez, who is also coming back off of an injury, a shoulder injury though. Um, Ojulari, at least based on his college tape, a little better against the run, um, whereas Zimenez still was kind of struggling a little bit against that. So I can definitely see that. But I think when it comes to the Giants edge rushers, again, this this is why, you know, the projected starters is just such a misnomer. I think what you probably won't see is as much as Cam Brown and maybe Carter Coughlin, who did some edge rushing for them last year. I don't know that you'll see that as much this year. But um, look, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham has got himself a tremendous, tremendous amount of options now that he didn't necessarily have last year. 
And this is a guy who just came up with some creative looks and, and just for as good as the defense was last year, if this unit stays healthy, look out, man. It is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what he comes up with. All right, so with all that said, there is one battle, and uh, Pro Football Focus really nails this one because I think this is the battle to watch, and I'm going to talk about that battle coming up in just a moment. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trainer, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. All right, Giant fans, we are running down Pro Football Focus's list of projected starters for the New York Giants. This is their post-draft, post-free agency list. Obviously, we still have to go through training camp because injuries and performance and all kinds of other factors will um, potentially change all this. So this is obviously a good starting point, but there's some, you know, there's some things that you just, you know, I think at this point, it's probably too premature to say that this is definitely what it's going to look like come opening day. But let's talk about the battle to watch, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And I totally think that uh, Pro Football Focus nailed this one because it's something that I myself have also said is going to be a battle to watch. And that is the nickelback position. They have one of those good problems where basically they have a lot of guys who could play in the slot. All right, we're talking Logan Ryan. We're talking Jabril Peppers, Xavier McKinney. Darnay Holmes and Aaron Robinson. Adoree Jackson can even drop down and play um, in the slot if need be. So the Giants have a lot of options for the slot receiver. So what does that mean for their defense going forward? Well, the Giants just might be able to run with a rotation here. All right, so I don't think it's going to necessarily be one guy like it was last year when Darnay Holmes took the majority of the snaps at the slot cornerback position. I think you're going to see a mixture. And um, again, it's a good problem for a coach to have. Now, let's kind of look at the candidates here. You know, the Giants, I've been saying this now since last year when they drafted Xavier McKinney in the second round how I was looking forward to the Giants having a big nickel package because you just saw back in 2011 when they had the big nickel back then, um, that package consisting of Antrell Rowe, Kenny Phillips, and Deion Grant, that big nickel package was a secret weapon for that defense. It just allowed then defensive coordinator Perry Fuel to do so much with alignments, with coverage, with disguising. 
he just had so many options available. And it also took some of the onus off of the linebackers because you were able to take out one of the linebackers, which at the time maybe wasn't one of the strongest position units on the defense, and put in an extra defensive back, which gave you not only someone who could defend the run, but someone who could drop into coverage, which is why when the Giants added Xavier McKinney last year, I was like, all right, you know, they now they've got a legitimate guy who can cover and who can also play the run. And then you throw in Logan Ryan, who ironically, the Giants probably would have never have signed had Xavier McKinney not broken his foot in training camp. And you team those two guys up with Jabril Peppers. And now you have your new big nickel package. And that's going to be, again, it's going to give defensive coordinator Patrick Graham a lot of options here. You know, I look at the inside linebacker unit. You know, Blake Martinez, he's going to be on the field for every down. The question is, is who's going to be lining up alongside of him? Well, in the base defense, uh, pro football focus projects it's going to be Tay Crowder, who played well last year. But, you know, I just would not be surprised if you see more of the big nickel starting in terms of, you know, the defense as opposed to having the Giants come out and their base on every single game. I, I just don't know that that's going to be the case there. Um, so I really like the thought of a big nickel, and I agree with that. Uh, but just going back to the nickel back uh, position, whether it's going to be Darnay Holmes or Aaron Robinson or is it going to be a Dory Jackson? Again, I think it's going to be a rotation, but the addition of Aaron Robinson, whom the Giants traded up to get, he's a little bit bigger player than Darnay Holmes. Now, let me just back up a little bit. Darnay Holmes last year, even though, you know, he, he was, I think, I think he's 5'11", if I'm not mistaken, but my gosh, that kid played like like a cornerback who was maybe 6'3". He, he was fearless. And some injuries down the line, you know, towards the end of the season, obviously slowed him down a little bit. I think he had a knee injury. So, you know, and around that time, Xavier McKinney was coming back from his broken foot. So you saw a little bit more of Xavier McKinney down in the slot and a little less of Darnay Holmes. But that, I don't think, was necessarily a reflection on Darnay Holmes. But um, you add in Aaron Robinson now, and now what that gives the Giants is the flexibility to swap guys out. So, for example, if teams, if an opposing offense, which I think more and more you're starting to see bigger guys put in the slot, you're starting to see tight ends and bigger receivers put in the slot, now... If you're Patrick Graham and you have a little bit bigger slot option uh, to cover those guys, you can swap them in and out as opposed to having to rely just on Darnay Holmes. So you can better match up. And um, especially if it comes down to a contested ball, you have a guy now who can maybe keep up with a, a taller receiver or a taller tight end and not get beat for those contested catches. So I really like that addition. I mean... You know, you look at the Giants' defense as a whole, and it is just dripping, dripping with talent. There are so many positions, and you you look at the roster and you say, how on earth is Patrick Graham going to put this all together? And it really is a good problem for them to have. 
because he's got options and the more options you have guess what now the opposing offensive coordinators can't sit back in their chair with a cigar and a brandy and say okay I know what Patrick Graham's going to do on third and long down in the red zone or what he's going to do in this situation now there's a guessing game and that's what it's all about folks you have options and I can't wait to see how it all comes together. It's going to be beautiful. I really think so. All right, Giant fans, before I say goodbye and wish you a happy weekend, just a reminder that you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lock On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lock On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have all new shows here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Until then, folks, have a fantastic weekend.